0: The Paranet Podcast, a Dresden Files book club. Welcome to the Paranet Podcast with your hosts, Patrick Lunn and Rob Davis. Hey, okay. Uh, Today uh, we've got uh, a bit of discussion about uh, the previews of Peace Talks, a little bit of talk about Uh, Rob's uh, reading as he's uh, now up to date with the series which is awesome Uh, and then finally uh, we've got our last set of three chapters uh, from Stormfront Um, you may also hear some background noise uh, as there is currently a storm brewing uh, outside of my window Uh, so it kind of almost feels right to have that going on as we finish up uh, Stormfront or come to the end ish of Stormfront. there's still going to be a chapter left i think um cool yeah so we'll go straight into power networking uh and uh rob you uh, mentioned last week that you were getting your way making your way through cold days um where are you now well i finished cold days um last thursday evening
1: i think um okay cool <laughs> started skin day skin skin game the next morning um and i finished it this morning because i've not really had much to do and it was that good
0: okay so uh we'll circle back to skin game in a minute but let's start with cold uh, cold days um how how did you find cold days I really enjoyed it. I mean, like
1: like I kind of said to you uh, last week when I started Skin Game, it, it felt like uh, Cold Days was very much the end of um, like the trilogy of books that was kick-started with um, Changers. Uh, hmm. And w- with that, I I guess we're kind of getting into a bit of spoiler territory, but I'll try and keep it as spoiler-free as I can. Um, after everything that happened in Changes. Obviously, there was going to be a change for the Dresden verse, bit of a change to the status quo. But I, I did not expect as much of a change to what we had, like to what we got. Sorry. Um, yeah. Like holy shit! Oh my god! Like I'm still recovering from. It. I spent most of Skin Game recovering from it, and now I'm recovering from that. So. Oh my god!
0: Ah. There is a there is a definite shift where Harry goes from being purely a good character to more of a neutral one. Yeah, that, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of people that have different views about what's going on with him and what's happened to him. Um, and the way that they perceive him is really telling. Mm. Um, so some of the some of the characters in the series uh like Butters is a is a really good one um starts to really distrust Harry uh and that t- kind of is a running theme for uh cold days and skin game um is that some people just don't know where they stand with him yeah uh and that's um very very different from the early series where there was a lot of trust, and um, you always kind of had a feeling like Harry was always a bit chaotic and anarchistic, but he was always going to try and do the right thing no matter what. I think.
1: Definitely. I mean, um, I know it, one thing I really enjoyed from it is everything that happens in those books is kind of a byproduct or a consequence, I guess, from the end of changes, but not just. Harry's mortal situation, I guess. But, <laughs> like, the whole Wizard <laughs> Vampire War and everything, everything, you, it can be pinpointed back to that moment. If that didn't happen or didn't happen the way it did, these events wouldn't be unfolding. Or they would yeah. be, but maybe not in the same way, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose Skin Games kind of the first one that feels like it would have. Gone ahead, um even if the other events hadn't happened, yeah on some level, um, I think that's part of that trilogy is that um changes the after effects of changes are still felt in um ghost story and cold days, definitely some shit, forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um, um
1: I remember um what, with the whole kind of idea that Jim Butcher had in mind, like a 20 book epic series, would you say that like changes Cold Days uh, ghost story are kind of the and like the middle point in that?
0: Um yeah, so when we made notes for the episode earlier, or when we were kind of discussing what we were gonna talk about, um you brought up the idea that it was the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. of the series um, and i think that's a really good way of putting it um it's definitely kind of uh it's a it's like a massive high at the end of changes in one way because it's kind of like harry reaching his his ultimate potential to some degree uh and then maybe the lowest point in the entire series it's somewhere between the end of changes, ghost story, uh and maybe even the start of cold days. Yeah. Like they all have that kind of
1: I, I can't remember how I described it earlier. Like there 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 is hope, but everything's just so fucking bleak for all the characters.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um yeah uh, okay last thing that i will i'll we'll see on cold days and we'll move over to skin game um would do you have a favorite moment or a favorite character from from cold days um in particular
1: I admit that I'm actually trying to remember cold days now because it's kind of merged into skin game a bit um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh I know. I think I really enjoyed seeing Thomas again because I don't think we've seen him properly, or always had like one scene. I think in Ghost, towards the end of Ghost Story, I can't even remember if he was in Changes.
0: If he was, he was in it very briefly. But I feel like he, he, were, he was part of the the crew that went to Chisnitzer. Oh, yeah, of I course, think. yeah, he
1: was. Why did I forget he was there? Um, <laughs> but I mean that that aside, it feels like the first time we've properly spent. Time with uh thomas especially after changes where yeah all we saw was the one scene of him like harry visited him at the apartment and he needed to feed and justine was like i'll go get you some food you need to eat and he's like oh what's the point
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah definitely um one of the things i love about about thomas's character um Partly because he kind of walks the the line between good and I wouldn't say evil but like uh animalistic uh needs and hungers. Yeah. Um his support for Harry um is kind of unwavering. Like I, I wholly believe that if Harry completely turned and went evil, Thomas would still be there for him. He might try and talk him down and discuss things with him and stuff, but I feel like he's like his connection to Harry is so much deeper yeah. than that. Um which is something I love and, and and something that um is definitely explored in uh all the books really. Um but uh we'll talk about Peace Talks in a minute as well. Um but they, it's kinda it kinda comes out there a lot in in what Jim Butch has already shared of Peace Talks. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. Um, okay, so uh, skipping uh, skip ahead a little to Skin Game. How did you find Skin Game? Probably my favourite Dresden book in the series.
1: I, I know, and, and I've, I've, I'm kind of similar to you, where each book I feel has topped the previous one. And I've never really thought about, you know, do, do I have a favourite Dresden book? Because no one's ever asked me that. And no one, I don't know, I normally just say I enjoy the whole series. And if I'm recommending the books to people, I recommend the series. Mm. And same book Free, is the one that kind of put, like won me over 100%. But, um, you know, Skin Game, I don't even know what my favourite books would be if I had a top five. But Skin Game would probably be number one.
0: That's a bold statement, um, but I can totally see see where you're coming from there. Um, I would definitely put Skin Game up there in, in kind of my top three. Um, I think Ghost Story would be in there. Um, and then probably one of the earlier books, mm. uh, probably book six, though I can't remember what the name is. Uh, uh, with the necromancers.
1: oh that's book 7 Deadbeat I think
0: oh book 7 then sorry oh. uh, yeah uh, just because that finale is incredible um, yeah uh, but then there's moments in each of the books that I, I love um, I would say one of my we're about to go into uh, one of my less favourite books which is Full Moon Uh, and even there there's stuff that I love um that's really fun
1: yeah
0: um and some some amazing characters like the character of Billy um is one that I really enjoy uh throughout the series um and, and 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 there are there are lots more there um that we'll talk about kind of as we get to them um cool yeah so skin game uh very, very good. Uh, different type of story to really any of the other Dresden stories. It's it's a heist film, not a detective story. I would say. Agreed, full heartedly.
1: I think that's why I enjoyed it because it just was. It's not the kind of story we've had so far within the series.
0: Yeah. Um. So I. I guess kind of similar similar questions to uh, us talking about cold days. Um, do you have a favorite kind of moment from it? I'm trying to. I'm. It's very hard to talk about these without going to spoilers. And yeah. of course, in the course yeah. of this podcast, if we keep it going, I'm sure we will because we're enjoying it. Uh, we'll get to all these and and we'll really break down all every minutiae and why we love all of it. Um, but until then. <laughs> yeah, what stood out? Yes, um, uh, it's a very cop out answer to say all of
1: it, but um, <laughs> I suppose maybe like the fin, uh, the finale in uh the underworld, like when yeah. you have like all the enemies appear and you get all these, like all these twists and reveals about what's what. I I did not see. Well, I didn't. I'd say I didn't see it coming. I kind of suspected a few chapters before that what was gonna happen might be like the dealio. But i I don't know, it's like everything that happened in that book. It was kind of trying to work out the next <laughs> like twist that was coming. And I think I probably got half right, <laughs>
0: I'd say. <laughs> um it it definitely has that kind of Ocean's 11 uh quality. I mean Rick and Morty like parodied it recently when they did the the kind of heist episode. Son um, of a bitch.
1: I'm in. <laughs> uh
0: but it it really has that like um every side basically there's there's a few different factions involved in this heist and all of them are playing their own game to try and Not just pull the heist off, but pull the heist off and achieve secondary objectives, I guess, is the best way to put it. Some of them are trying to find a particular item uh, within the Underworld that they are heisting. Some of them are trying to get more money out of it. Um, Some of them are uh, succumbing to uh, dark powers. Um, And then like Dresden and his allies are trying to make sure that the bad guys don't get away essentially um so everyone's got these kind of counter plans um and everyone's also trying to play like their um allies to each other so there's all this duplicity that makes for um some really good like twists and turns um it, it, it it's a little stereotypical in some parts of it um but like you say there there is definitely a couple that just blindsides you completely yeah um and and that's that's a really good uh, good part of it um one of my favorite mo- uh, moments characters uh in in skin game is everything with Uriel the uh, the archangel that's in the book um without going into it too much uh i just it's a it's a character on like another level of power i guess yeah um and the way that he behaves is so alien that i kind of just love love the way he's described um and like it goes into the idea that angels don't really have free will mm. um and there's like there's a couple of points where it's like people call him out on it and like, why couldn't you do this or why couldn't you do that? Or why did you choose to do it this way? And it's like, well, this is the only way that I can act. Um and that's very cool. Um there's there's some great Michael Carpenter moments and man, I cannot wait to fucking talk about Michael Carpenter. Um we're not that far away, it's book three. So he he's not he's not a million miles away, but man, he is something else. Um. yeah cool uh, so I guess the next question is uh, how are you feeling about Peace Talks
1: oh, I'm I'm excited to go into it I was hoping that I'd be able to like spread skin game out until Peace Talks came out but uh, I was wrong because I read peace you've talks. not done bad no I mean uh, it's, it's impressive I think I did cold days and skin game in the space of about nine days <laughs> well I, I started Ah, yeah. um, oh, bit of an exaggeration actually. I think I think cold days took me exactly one week. Whereas um whatchamacallit?
0: Skin, Skin Game Game
1: about four days.
0: Skin Game is one of those books that I mean, we say this about all the Justin Files books and, and it is true to some degree, but Skin Game is an absolute page turner. It just pulls you through relentlessly.
1: It's been like it's been. I know it's how I've been with a lot of the earlier books, but um, it'd be like any kind of spare moment where I'm not asleep or having to do something, I'd be reading it.
0: Yeah, Def- I I was exactly the same when I when I read it and. Uh, I've actually reread Skin Game once, twice, twice. I think twice, uh, and um, each time I'm like, I, "Well, I say I reread it." I tend to listen to the the uh, James Masters uh, yeah. audio books, and and every time I'm just like trying to find a new excuse to put my headphones in and and finish it off. Yeah, uh, because it, it it's so solid.
1: That's kind of how I've been with um skin gaming whole days where I'd be listening to the audiobook on my way to and from work or if I was go I'd make like I'd start going to walks in the morning at like the crap of dawn mm-hmm. to wake up um and just every now and then I'm trying to find myself like a reason to go out and like listen to it I'll be like oh do we need do we need milk because I'm I'm going to walk into town and uh you know, yeah, know carries that we 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 got milk we got loads of milk we got milk yesterday why do you keep buying milk Um, We need more (laughs) So my compromise has been if, if I'm going out and about or doing stuff around the house and Carrie's not in, then I have headphones on uh listening to the audiobook. If if she's in watching TV or talking at me, then I'm usually flicking through the physical copy as well.
0: Yeah. Um I yeah, I mean I'm exactly the same. Um uh okay cool so uh i guess we'll move on then Um uh, unless there's anything else you want to say on skin game
1: uh no not without spoiling it all but <laughs>
0: it's kind of the problem at this point is that even talking about like small moments reveals characters fates to some degree yeah at least in earlier books and because we're so early in our kind of Dresden uh, journey, uh, I, I just don't want to give anything away. I know, I know, we have already at points talked about um, various things that that have given little little hints to to what happens, but um, we're trying as much as possible to keep it fairly spoiler free. Um, okay, cool, yeah. Uh, so, uh, peace talks yeah um so i uh, i've read chapters one and two uh you can find them uh on the jim butcher website um, and you can find like my absolute immediate reactions uh on our twitter uh do you have our twitter handle
1: yeah it's at Paranet Podcast
0: nice and simple yeah so so come and check us out at parent podcast uh we're starting to post like memes and stuff um as well as all sorts of stuff to do address Dresden files um you'll definitely find some some interesting stuff there if you come and have a look um so yeah cool uh i uh read the first two chapters of peace talks that jim butcher has released um and it, it falls a little bit into the same category of, I don't want to give too much away um, because there's Jim Butcher is very good at dropping a bomb right at the beginning of his books in a lot of cases. Um, and he definitely does that here. Um, all, all I will kind of say on it is that it's a really great start to a book. Um, he definitely hasn't lost his touch. Uh, cuz it has been a while since he's he's put a new novel out um there's a setup for what looks to be a, another big issue um it looks like all of our kind of favorite major players are going to be in this book um everyone from the the fairies through to the white council um through to uh the vampires um and even Marcone and the Mafia, um, everyone is involved in this one. Um, it's going to be massive. Um, and there's going to be a lot of interplay, uh, which I think will, will um, be very interesting to see how all these different factions play off each other. And it's very much uh, hinting at the idea that Harry might be more of a middleman than particularly on any one side. Mm. Um which i i like the idea of i guess um it one of the one of the things uh, so this is this is spoiler free um harry is there's essentially going to be a magical conference of sorts uh where all these sort of different powers are going to uh, engage in peace talks uh, hence the name uh, and Harry has been picked for the security team by the White Council uh, even though he's a winter knight uh, and and various other things shouldn't have said that uh, Hagrid style but there you go uh, even though he's related to the fairy courts and he's got some relation to some of the vampires involved um, he he's been picked by the white council to be a, a part of the security team. Um, and that kind of brings up all its own issues and stuff. Um, alongside that, um, there is more of a focus on Harry's family dynamic, which is something we've never really touched upon in Dresden files. Um, over the last couple of books, there's been a lot of revelations around Harry's family and what that means for him. And uh, development of how different um, characters that have been around in the book for a long time now have new meaning to him. Um, stuff like that. Uh, and and some newer characters that also have a, have a deeper connection with him. And uh, Dresden is starting to build a family unit around him um and that is something that is risky uh in its own way um because families can be attacked and can be used to threaten dresden and even though that dresden is now extremely powerful uh it gives him a blind spot um and uh, and, uh, and a weakness um if the enemies get to his family, then it doesn't matter what he does really. Uh, And uh, really exploring what that means. I mean, it's, it's quite a common like superhero trope and stuff like the whole secret identity to protect the ones I love uh, aspect of it all. Um, But it's um, explored very well. um, I would say already in the first two chapters. Uh, So that, that's something I really enjoyed. Um, well I say explored it's more shown what he has and then I think uh, that opens you up to the idea of what he has to lose Uh, there's also some further complications um, kind of put in around the idea that something is um, managing to uh, affect Harry in a very like it's, it's quite humorous but it's like this shouldn't be able to affect him. Uh, so that's something else that I don't want to talk about too much because that might be spoilery. Uh, and then the uh, the big finale of the second chapter um, is a classic Jim Butcher cliffhanger um, along the lines of like, there's a knock at the door when there shouldn't be, um, but more to it um and that's very interesting um and it'll be interesting to see how that pays off i've got a feeling because it's early book that it could be paid off with like a bit of a joke um but uh we'll see we'll see uh maybe he's gonna release more chapters maybe not uh he hasn't yet um there is a really cool contest going on, on the Jim Butcher website where you can make a Dresden bingo card, uh, for things that may or may not happen in the book. Um, my, uh, automatic, uh, kind of go to is just Fuego in every single space. Um, but, uh, you can make a bingo card and if you submit it before peace talks comes out, uh, and then tick off all the ones that happen during the book, um, you will be able to win. I think it's a signed copy of the Dresden files. Uh, Maybe just peace talks, maybe peace talks and battlegrounds. Not sure. Um, But it's, it's very cool. And if you're a long, long running fan of the series, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. We might put up a bingo card um, that like a parent podcast one uh, of some of our predictions uh, for you guys. Um, Let's see if that happens. Okay. um yeah that, that'd that be pretty cool cool i feel like i've waffled uh for a solid 10 minutes there uh, <laughs>
1: Honestly, I, I don't think it's been that long but
0: <laughs> um cool uh i guess yeah do you have any more to say around peace talks um not really i mean i i literally just read the
1: opening line and uh God damn. <laughs> we'll talk about that after recording.
0: It, it's straight in there with like a gut punch though, isn't it? It,
1: it really is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I found that very funny. Um, cool, yeah. Uh, oh, a bonus excerpt has been put out. Anyway, um, uh, I wanted to, yes, uh, have a quick discussion on something from our Twitter. Uh, So if you follow our Twitter or if you go back through it uh, after this recording, uh, you will see that we put up a meme uh, who would win between Thomas Wraith and Michael Carpenter in a kind of no-holds-barred fight to the death. Um, And I was just really interested to kind of get both mine and Rob's thoughts on this. Uh, We said that we were going to put it up uh, in the comments on the Twitter uh, feed, um, but it feels like here might be a better place for it. So uh, yeah, I guess um, Rob, who do you think would win? All this time I've been thinking Michael, but
1: and yeah, i still stick with that but it depends if he's using the sword or not if he's using the sword i don't think i don't know if it would work against thomas i'm not i know i'm not too sure on
0: the rules there i think it dep- it, it depends if he's like acting evilly doesn't it i guess yeah um i suppose yeah if if it's the, if it's the situation where Thomas is, has gone bad in some way, and Michael has to put him down from like a righteous stance. Not much is going to stop Michael.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But then, um, I don't know.
1: Have we have we really seen Thomas going like full swing yet? It's it's very hard to tell because the last couple of books that I recall him being in, he's kind of just become a bit of a punch bag. <laughs> Like,
0: he's kind of into the wharf effect, I guess.
1: Yeah, like every, every I think the last couple of books he's appeared in, at least, it would be like, from Harry's point of view, obviously, he'd be like, Oh, I turned around and saw whatever bad guy it was pitting my brother to the floor and standing on his head. And it's like, Okay. Yeah. I heard
0: Thomas screaming in pain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, I'm so bad with the fricking names of the books. Um, Maybe the one before Changes or the one before that, where it was all around the white court and you had Lara and Thomas Wraith both went like super vampire Saiyan. Uh, White Knight, book nine? That sounds possible. I know that
1: was a very Um, heavy white court one. I just can't remember what
0: happened. Where they they just like they both have like knives and are just going super fast. I'm going to go with and like. The- I'm not a hundred percent either on who they're fighting there because it has been a while. Um, yeah. I think it might be other vampires.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. The, uh, I'm sure like that was a inner conflict within the White Court between the Ray family and either another one of their family members or other.
0: Yeah, and they basically both turn into like almost marble looking um and moving so fast that like Dresden can't even see them them moving. Um like ultra instinct fucking Yeah. Uh vamps. Um so so that that's I think that's probably where he tops out. At which point yeah, like Michael might struggle there. Ooh.
1: Um,
0: it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one because I think it's very situational and depends how they're both motivated. Um, I think it Thomas is absolutely most like animalistic uh, and hungry for want of a better word. He could be pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, um, and and could really like um could just get the jump on michael uh but if michael's got the holy power behind him uh so maybe maybe the answer here is is a bit of a uh they both <laughs> could win um
1: yeah, if there is no answer.
0: i think on an average day if there wasn't external factors thomas is Probably the quicker, yeah, um and I think that would that would play into it um michael would would have to pull something pretty special together quickly Definitely. um that's my go to on that, yeah Fair
1: enough. yeah
0: uh so so if we say Thomas most of the time, but it's dependent on factors. Would you go with that?
1: Yeah, I'd go with that. It's very circumstantial. Situational.
0: Um, and I'm sure we will have more of these circumstantial matchups to come. Um <laughs> uh, awesome, yeah. It, it, it's the comic book fans in us just like to get a good like this person could beat this person going. <laughs> um Cool. Right. Uh, so onto the, the kind of meter X of our episode, uh, only 35 minutes in, um, the, uh, the book club, the, the big finale of, of, uh, Stormfront and oh boy, there is a lot to cover here. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll give us the recap and then, uh, Rob will take us through the chapters and then we'll hit the, uh, the after discussion as always. Um, So, last time on Stormfront, uh, we had um, Dresden saving Murphy from the Scorpion Talisman. Uh, This was a really cool chapter, probably one of the most action-intense chapters of Stormfront, apart from this this finale. Um, Very, very uh, cool. Uh, He... Uh, basically uh, smashed the scorpion with uh, a a lift using um, a wind uh, evocation. Uh, He then uh, kind of healed up uh, with the help of some paramedics, put together that uh, there was a storm rolling in and he was um, the next target. uh, And so he had to reach victor sells before the storm reached chicago um which is a really nice like ticking clock feel i guess uh he went to Max pub uh basically got the jump on morgan hit him with a chair um ran out of mac's pub with um with the keys to Max car drove off to the lake house of victor Sells. when he got there he suddenly felt the allure of dark magic um yet his pentacle and uh an influence from his mother um seemed to protect him from the darkness and keep him on the righteous path um and we got a little bit more of a look into his wizard site uh and then we ended the chapter with dresden heading into Victorcell's lakeside house for the final confrontation and oh my goodness Rob do you want to take it from here?
1: Yeah so we chapter five as we we start off exactly where we ended with Dresden entering the lake house. Um, on walking in he comes into contact with Victor Sells and Helen and Greg Beckett uh, as well as a huge stash of the free eye drug. Um, the three of them have been making the drug and performing death rituals to Ultimately, sabotage uh, John Marcone's business. Um, Death and sex rituals. Yeah. If I remember, <laughs> them, I've already forgotten because I read these straight after Skin Game, so it's kind of like blurred. But um, am I right in thinking that both Helen and Greg Beckett are butt naked as well?
0: Oh, yes. They're, they're like basically fucking as Harry comes into the house
1: yeah so that's a thing um (laughs) (laughs) a bit of a confrontation ensues which results in in chapter six where harry gets shot in the hip um victor summons a demon and that demon is no doubt the toad demon from last night or earlier in the book a couple of weeks ago for us um but foolishly he gives away the demon's name to harry and I can't remember if this is fully established yet, but names are power. There's power in a name. Um, the demon's name is Kalshazak. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. I don't know.
0: I like it, yeah. <laughs> cool.
1: Um, on top of that, Victor also releases more scorpion demons, which which are growing in size again as they're like, going towards Dresden. Um, in this absolute sheer mayhem like the house like catches fire. Uh there's all this like squabbling and shit between uh Victor Sells and Harry. Uh you know Victor Sells being like, you're pathetic, you don't know how to use magic the way it's meant to be used, blah 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 blah, blah. Um Harry uses the name of the Toad Demon to stop it in its track and frees it from Victor Sells's hold and doesn't exert his will over it either. Which is good for them, sort of. Uh, Victor gets uh, <laughs> pushed over the edge of the balcony and is kind of like hovering above the scorpion pit on the first floor. Um, at which point, you know, he ultimately falls to his death. Not so good for him. Um, at which point, Certainly yeah, not. yeah at, at this point, I think Harry kind of went in accepting that he was not coming out alive. Um, <laughs> and the last thing he kind of sees is Morgan, uh, the warden of the White Council who he you know knocked out and has been having a bit of an argument with throughout the whole book. Um, Morgan comes in at the last minute and rescues Harry. Uh, chapter 27, Harry wakes up to Morgan giving him CPR, which he doesn't enjoy, nor expect, everything about it just kind of riles him up a bit. Um, yeah, they, they have a brief exchange where which the con- concludes with Morgan accepting that Harry isn't the killer, um, obviously, which means he has to go to the White Council, explain that he's wrong, explain that you know, Harry was in the right and did obey the laws of magic while uh, taking care of Victor Sells. Um yeah, and the the Beckets get arrested for, for indecent exposure, not the Black and the murders. Um Yeah, and the uh, the White Council convene and lift the Doom of Damocles from Harry Dresden, which means he's got a lot more freedom to do shit. Um, Morgan gives him the warning of oh, you know, like some of us still believe that you're trouble and you will be watching you day or night. You can you can take that to the bank uh, yeah and then finally we, we check up on Murphy at the hospital um, he leaves her flowers and I can't remember if he leaves a note or something else as well but I, I remember Murphy's kind of reaction throwing the flowers at him um, yeah and there's not really much to say on the relationship past that scene Um. Yeah, and we kind of leave closed the book with Harry being like, My name is Harry Blackstone Copperfield Dresden. Conjure by it if you can. You know, yeah, proper. proper Like, I know the Spider Man 1 ending is what it reminded me of. Like, you know, uh, people are at risk, shit's going down. Call my name, it'll be in the phone book, and that. (laughs) That's us done <laughs> with
0: Stormfront. Yeah. So actually at the start of the episode, I, I I don't know why, but I thought that we had another chapter to go. No,
1: um, I, I thought the same thing a few weeks ago because I remember messaging you saying, shit, next week we've got three more chapters and then one chapter left. And I don't know where I got that idea from.
0: I think it might be maybe the author's note. Um, but uh, either way yes uh coming to the end of uh, stormfront which is is crazy um and yeah like the the, the last line like you say is, is the this is who I am conjure it by your own risk uh when things get strange what uh, when what goes bump in the night flicks on the light when no one else can help you give me a call I'm in the book I, I mean that's cool yep no matter what
1: it's it also sets
0: the tone yeah it, it harkens
1: back to that whole like detective noir kind of feel
0: definitely definitely and and it calls back right to the the very first um the very first chapter and gives it that nice like cyclical feel um yeah awesome yeah um cool so how did you find the last couple of chapters rob I really enjoyed it. Like Again,
1: I've, I'm surprised I've not used my catchphrase yet. Um, I've only read the graphic novel of the first two books, so this is the first time I've properly read Stormfront. And, and everything hit a lot harder than it did the graphic novel, which, I mean, I guess it's going through the graphic novel, we could argue it's more of a visual medium. Um, but no, like I, I loved it, especially the ending. The My only... Not really a complaint, but after giving the whole, like, um, you know, n- names have power. If you have the whole name, you can, you know, have power over it. And then the book ends with, my name is Harry Blackstone Copperfield Dresden. My my initial thought on reading that was, what are you doing? Now I have your full name, <laughs> <message>, dumbass. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, like, other than that, I I loved it. There's, I know. I I think I realise this kind of. Once you get on through the series, like this book especially, and I think the next, have a very monster of the week kind of feel to it, which isn't a bad thing for. I mean, like the first two books, where it's setting up quite a lot and introducing you to the characters and the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely um um so uh our talking points um actually uh just going back to the, the monster of the week thing um i think that's almost necessary yeah for the first couple of books um like you say it covers a lot of ground it's kind of my issue with with full moon and, and we'll get onto that as we get to that book is that it's very Monster of the Week, um, in a way, because there's a lot of it that doesn't really come back. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I feel.
1: I'll, actually, I'll say what I was going to say about Full Moon 4 when we're actually reading it,
0: otherwise I'll just have nothing to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so tune in uh in a couple of weeks to hear all about rob's opinions on full moon yeah. um yeah uh cool uh so we'll talk more about months of the week as that as that kind of comes up um but for now i i, I will definitely say that it works for stormfront um as it's very much needed uh while everything else is being set up um yeah. with with
1: that in mind for victor cells as the antagonist it kind of it's a good this like having harry dresden up against a character who's using dark magic and stuff and using magic for you know no good antics it, it really works to help establish the whole uh white council laws of magic and all that kind of shit so
0: yeah. So
1: it, it, um, it plays off really well against what Harry's all about.
0: There's definitely a um Oh, like in, in almost every superhero story you always have the story where like you get the dark reflection of the protagonist yeah. um to kind of show like oh what if they had taken the, the, the bad path? And I feel like Jim Butcher almost gets that out of the way now, yeah, so it's like this is what Harry could be, and this is what this is what separates him from being like that.
1: Definitely agreed on that.
0: Um, awesome, yeah. so uh, the first thing that we have to talk about is this is the first use of the fuego spell
1: yeah
0: we go. I'm just trying to find out where he actually uses it um, um it
1: was in sh- I want to say chapter 26 because I think that's what causes the fire
0: yeah that's what I, I thought too alright I know right I will <laughs> probably cut that <laughs> Fair enough. um or I may not and might just leave it in for the listeners to enjoy just a fucking random uh, beeping um, yeah no I I uh, I can't find it in 26 uh, so maybe it is uh, maybe it is 27 uh, yes it is it is um, uh, I focused my will extended my right arm and open palm to the stereo system and shouted free a rush of heat from my hand exploded into flame on the far side of the room and engulfed the stereo, which began to emit a sound more like a long, tortured scream than music. Murphy's handcuffs still dangled from my wrist, one loop swinging through. Which is awesome. uh, And very. And, and like the next line, uh, then I turned, extended my arms, and roared, Venti She. Uh, Venti She? yeah uh wind swept up beneath me making my just a billow like batman's cloak lifted me directly up to the platform above and over it, its low railing into the suspended room um which is very awesome that is very cool <laughs> um and very like noir hero uh moment for for dresden um so the reason why we make a big deal of fuego is especially in the first couple of books um really all the way up until until changes, um, it is Harry's trademark spell. Um, I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it gives a good explanation of it, I think, in the next book or the third one, which is fire magic is very difficult to defend against, which is why he uses it. Um why a lot of wizards use it.
0: Yeah, because quite often even if you can construct construct a shield um, or some sort of defense against it, um, the actual heat created by it and the the pure destructive power of it will still engulf your defenses uh, and possibly hurt you yourself. Um, Which is, yeah, it it makes it uh, a great go-to. There's some great other spells used here. Uh, The Scorpus spell which is used by victor sells to create small scorpions um the pull spell which um i, I kind of love this just it, it's a little like shout out to um fantasia uh mm-hmm. with like with Wizard's apprentice where harry uh gets a broom to sweep a bunch of scorpions up uh and and out of the room uh back into the the pit below um and he even talks about how, like, he had learned this uh, to clear, like, um, to clean the house, essentially. Uh, and now he he actually realized it was one of the best spells he could use um, in that situation, which is very, very cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, the, there's some great back and forth that we talked about. Um, just, just one of my favorites. Uh, shut up, Victor Snarled. Who's the real wizard here? Huh? Who's the one with all the cars, and who's the one bleeding out on the kitchen floor? You're nothing, Dresden, nothing. You're a loser, and do you know why? Gee, I said, let me think. He laughed harshly. Because you're an idiot, you're an idealist. Open your eyes, man. You're in the jungle now, it's survival of the fittest, and you've proved yourself unfit. The strong do as they wish, and the weak get trampled. When this is over, I'm going to wipe you off my shoe and keep going like you never existed. Too late for that, I told him. I was in the mood to tell a white lie. The police know all about you, Vic. I told them myself, and I told the white council too. You've never heard of them, have you, Vic? They're like the super friends on the Inquisition all rolled into one. You'll love them. They'll take you out like yesterday's garbage. God, you really are an ignorant bastard. Um, and yeah, that's just... I I mean, is it cheesy? Is it not? Uh, that, that's kind of fuses aside, but man, that is some great back and forth.
1: <laughs> Just something he writes well.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so now we've kind of seen the whole Victor Sells story. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? On, really, on him, particularly.
1: I. I enjoyed it. I think the only thing know I found it weird at the time when I read it and I don't know why I found it weird now but his wife um when Dresden calls her up to be like hey your husband might be a serial killer and she's like oh no 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 like, I didn't I didn't hire you to keep the money buy i I don't know I just found it weird <laughs> I can't really explain why... Definitely- I I understand it in the context of the story and everything, but I know just something about it just continues to irk me and I I can't place my finger on it.
0: I I guess um, my defence for that would be that she's scared. But at the same time, if if he'd have known sooner, Harry probably could have done more to maybe save Victor on some level um so yeah I, th- I there's definitely issues uh but also it, it's a very human element i suppose yeah that's true um yeah i think personally victor sells really does fall into that monster of the week category um he's he's got a good enough motivation uh for there to be some interesting drama and and like a morality side to it, uh kind of what we talked about a few weeks back uh with Dresden talking to his daughter and whether or not uh Dresden was gonna kill him um and that 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 made for an interesting scene and the fear that Monica sells had i think as well was very very real yeah um but at the same time. I think it's more of an archetype of a character, the kind of abusive husband. Um, I I get the feeling at some points that he's very, uh, very like, I don't know, like every possible thing that you could do bad, he seems to be doing like he's sleeping around. He's violent. um, He's all into like scorpions and like, um, Basically, every like dark magic trope you can find of like lust and death and and all that. Uh, and then of course, he's a drug dealer as well. Uh, and it's like, oh my god, what is this? What has this guy not done? Yeah, he's not all the boxes of a good, decent husband
1: or human being.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I again, I guess it lifts some of the ambiguity around the character, uh, so that Dresden can pretty much wholeheartedly, with a good conscience, 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 take him out. Yeah. Uh, So our next point was Morgan's intervention and the White Council lifting the doom of Damocles. Um, So I've got uh, a little bit of a passage on that one. Um, (laughs) You could have let me die. His hard expression never changed, but he said, you weren't guilty. You're a part of the White Council. His mouth twisted as though the words were fresh lemons. Technically, I had an obligation to preserve your life. It was my duty. I wasn't the killer, I said. No. So, I wheezed. That would make me right. And then that would make you... Morgan scowled. More than ready to carry out the doom if you cross the line, Dresden. Don't think this has gotten you off the hook, as far as I'm concerned. So... If I remember correctly, as a warden, it is your duty to report on my conduct to the council, isn't it? His scowl darkened. So you're going to have to go to them on Monday and tell them all about what really happened. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Yes, he snarled. It is even possible they will lift the doom. I started laughing weakly. You haven't won, Dresden. There are many on the council who know full well that you have consorted with the powers of darkness. We, at least, will not relax our vigil on you. We will watch you day and night. We will prove that you are a danger who must be stopped. I kept laughing. I fell over on my side. I laughed so much. Yeah. Um, And I think that's pretty much sums up Harry and Morgan's relationship going forwards. Definitely. Um,
1: Do you remember if Morgan appears in the next book? I mean, I know we'll find out in like a week or so, but.
0: <laughs> um, no, I I think it's a few books now until he really pops up again. Yeah. If I'm right, I think it's book four is the next time the white council are really a, a big player. Yeah, yeah. They
1: rock up at the beginning is i can't remember why but i just remember they're there
0: they have a they have a conference don't they
1: yeah i think that's when we're introduced to ebenezer and listens to wind
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh and and they're also very much worth talking about as as we get on um but for now uh we'll just stick to to morgan um I kind of love this uh, from Dresden's perspective. It's a proper, like, I don't know, uh, Bugs Bunny to Daffy Duck moment, I guess. <laughs> um, the The whole, like, the, the chaotic character having to be saved by the lawful character because the lawful one has to, not because he wanted to, is just so perfect for Morgan and Dresden um and and honestly it throughout the the next couple of books um it it really is a a through line for their relationship they they often have to work on the same side due to circumstance and definitely not due to morality or respect for one another um which i really like i yeah it's it's uh, it's very fun. Um, yeah, awesome. Uh, what have we got left to cover? Um, uh, I I had Harry and Murphy listed on our notes,
1: but I don't know if there's anything else to really cover in this book.
0: I think it it it, it answers the question. It, like their friendship is kind of back on, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think, I can't remember how it's described. but It's like. Our friendships you know, they're still friends, but like less humor or something it, it it sounds like by the end of this it's going to more of a professional relationship as opposed to more casual friends, i guess
0: yeah there there's def- there's like a period at the end where it goes through the whole like uh eighties like university college movie where it's like where are they now? <laughs> um so like uh it tells you that the police found uh a huge three-eye stash in the lake house and that uh the uh becketts were arrested which we already talked about uh it says that uh bob eventually came home after his uh more or less within his 24-hour limit um however there were like rumors of a wild party at the university of chicago um susan got her story date with a demon um which was a headliner at the arcane um and uh basically she came to visit him hospital uh, and they did eventually have a date without the interruption of a demon or a love potion um it says that the blue beetle was back and running matt got his his uh car back as well um and uh, he makes sure that uh, Toot Toot gets pizza um, every so often, uh, which the the pizza company are a bit uh, suspect about because they just have to drop pizza off at a roadside, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, so it does a nice kind of checking in on everyone, um, which, which I do like. Um, and part of that, uh, the start of that is Murphy, Um, Murphy was in critical condition for nearly 72 hours, but she pulled through. They gave her a room right down the hall for me, in fact. I sent flowers to her hospital room, along with the surviving ring of her handcuffs. I told her in a note not to ask how the chain between the rings had been so neatly severed. I didn't think she'd buy that. Someone cut it with a magic sword. The flowers must have helped. The first time she got out of bed was to totter down the hall to my room, throw them in my face, and leave without saying a word she professed to have no memory of what happened at my office and maybe she didn't but in any case she got the warrant for my arrest rescinded and a couple of weeks later when she went back to work she called me in for advice the next day and she sent a big check to cover my expenses in the murder investigations I guess that means we're friends again in a professional sense but we don't joke anymore some wounds don't heal very quickly so yeah. I guess that, that really sums it up Yeah. for them uh, going into the next few books, um, and I think that's good. It, it gives it gives room for their relationship to change and grow, um, but repairs a little bit of the damage done in the book. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's it, really, for for Stormfront. Um, this might be more of a kind of off mic discussion to have, but. Uh, do we want to go straight into full moon, or do we want to do a stormfront kind of wrap up next week? Um, I have no idea. So
1: we'll, we'll we'll discuss that. Uh, off recording.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, I don't. I have ideas either way, so we will see uh but next week whether it's uh dresden files wrap-up or uh it it was a stormfront wrap-up or the start of full moon um we will be having our contest uh where you can enter by emailing us uh our email is in the description of every single episode um email your thoughts about Stormfront, any questions you have, uh, anything about the Joseph Files in general, uh, and we will uh, read out on the show, give you a shout-out, and then we will randomly draw one of you guys to win a copy of Stormfront and Full Moon, uh, which we can uh, send you physically and sign from me and Rob, uh, or send you digitally if uh, you would prefer. Um, Yeah, uh, I think that's... That's pretty much it. Do you have anything else you want to
1: add, Rob? Uh, not really. I think we've covered everything that I could possibly think of.
0: How are you feeling coming to the end of our first book?
1: Um, Excited. Uh, triumphant. No, I'm, I'm glad we've got Stormfront out of the way. I think it's got to be like two months today, maybe, that we started.
0: It's it's nice that it's like this is our tenth episode and we're and we're at the end of our first novel, I guess. Um, there's a nice like synchronization there. I guess yeah, that makes me very happy.
1: I've definitely enjoyed it. It's been a it's been a bit difficult the last two Tuesdays just because I've been reading other Dresden books as well, so them, <laughs> having to put them down then go back to the first book has been a bit weird. But I mean it's probably helped in a way because it's it's kind of made me see where where the characters, where the world is at now.
0: Am I right in saying that the the woman of the the Beckett is the one from Skin Game who cracks the vault?
1: No, she was in um the fifth book.
0: Ah. I thought I thought it was her but then I thought she had such a minor role in Stormfront I it would be weird to bring her back.
1: Yeah. No, the um the woman was uh part of a trio of thieves or something from what I remember.
0: Yes, I do remember. I do remember. Um are they called like the Church Mice or something? Yeah, that's
1: that's it. That's the ones.
0: Yeah, because I remember that being just just a strange name. <laughs> um, oh man, that that's a really good book because there's the whole thing with the shroud of cheering. Um, anyway, that's for another time. We will get there in due course. Um, so the great thing about Full Moon is that it's roughly the same sort of length as Stormfront. Um, it's a it's a nice, fairly quick novel. There's no short stories in between, uh, so we can we can pretty much go on straight to that um i'm probably have that wrapped up in about the same sort of time as stormfront uh and then we start hitting the the kind of bigger books uh where there's a lot more more meat to get into um which is all super exciting I, i'm really happy at how the podcast is being received all the support that we're getting is is awesome and, and that's why we're, we're starting to build up our community with twitter instagram all that great stuff uh description um links to everything Um, on the episode, uh, so you can follow us. And yeah, I think that's about it. Um, Rob, do you want to take us out?
1: Yeah. uh, Thank you for listening. We've just finished Stormfront. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Um, Review us on iTunes, download us on Spotify, share us with your friends, parents, family members, you name it. And we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Paranet Podcast with Rob Davis and... Patrick Lund thank you very much guys and we'll see you very soon goodbye